millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A. V. N. Headphones Neil! Headphones Neil! Headphones Neil! What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my hodgepodge mix of items to review. Um, I actually got a lot of stuff for this week as I was able to push through a lot of content. So I was able to get through Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I caught up on a lot of Stargate SG-1 and then of course Ahsoka and more brutal Wolfenstein 3D gameplay. So let's jump right into, into it and get through all of the, the updates that I want to give for this week. So to start it off, as I mentioned, I had a chance to watch Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I ended up starting the movie Strife from the beginning and watching it all the way through um, without falling asleep like I did before. And overall, I want to say that it was a decent film. A lot of the visuals and themes and interactions and all of that felt very much in line with the first three films. Um, so uh, Grail and the other two um, exclude basically excluding Crystal Skull. That one was okay, but I actually do want to rewatch those first four films in order just to see um, generally how that all fits in with stuff. I know the ending was a bit of contention. Uh, some people didn't like Shia LaBeouf. For the most part, I thought the movie was fine and all, overall it felt in line with the first three films. Just the whole thing with the aliens and the sp um, spaceship and all of that stuff just got a little bit more out there, but then in the context of things like the Holy Grail and the evil spirits and all that, it kind of also did fit a little bit. So um, with that being said, with Dial of Destiny, my biggest problem was that it felt like it was playing it a little bit too safe, but they were also trying to recapture the uh, look and the feel and the feelings that you got from the first three films, which was kind of there. And it was okay and then you also have to deal with things like Harrison Ford being older but they played into that well where he's a professor that you know hasn't gotten the fame and glory and all of that so he's still trying to just make it make do and make it by with his life he's at that point of retirement and all of that so all of that was fine but just didn't feel like it had that it factor um and not to say that the acting was bad you know Harrison Ford was good uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge was good um um, 
Mickelson was good as well. And uh, Salah in there was good. Like all of the individual pieces were good, but for some reason it just felt like it was missing something. Um, it was good that I, and I did like the part where they go back in time to the Roman era to visit Archimedes. I really wasn't expecting that. So I thought that was good. And I got to thinking that I wonder if maybe spending more time in the past, like making it a Back to the Future movie, would have made the film better. Um, because it, it feels like they spent maybe a little bit too much time in the present dealing with uh, Harrison Ford being much older now. So I don't know. For me, it was decent, not great, not bad, but it didn't. And I could see what they were trying to do, but it didn't quite hold as much interest as I thought I thought it would. So if I was to grade it, I would probably give it a grade of about a 75% to 80%, a solid C to B minus. Um, because for the most part, I enjoyed it. The visuals were nice. Interactions individually were good, but it just felt like there was something over the top that was missing as far as the excitement goes. Um, which the first three films definitely had. I mean, even the ones with the, um, the stones in, in India and all of that stuff. Like, my memory of it was that the initial part didn't pick up as fast as I thought it would. But then, um, just over the course of the film, it did build up enough to hold my... Or to be an exciting, fun movie. Even though it's probably the least favorite of the three for me. Um, so maybe, for, I guess in retrospect, it'd probably be like, um, the Temple, I guess Temple of Doom and probably Dial of Destiny are probably on par for quality and excitement, whereas, um, the, the Holy Grail and the other one are the better of the two, and then Crystal Skull is probably still on the lower end just because it ended kind of weird. Not to say that I think it's a bad movie, it's just probably the least of my favorite. It's probably lower on the scale of um, good films that fit in with the themes of everything else. So, um, that being said, if you like Indiana Jones and want to be a completionist, definitely check it out. If you're checking it out just for completionist sake, like I said, it's not a bad movie, but not great. Um, but definitely still watch it. Um, it's not a bad or terrible movie. You'll make your way through it. But for me, it was really, really slow and a uh, drag to get through. So... Um, just know that I guess going into it that it's not not going to be quite on par as the first three films but they're trying and it kind of falls apart beyond that but that's about the level you're going to get from it so like think of the first three films but dial it back about 10% and you'll get a sim about that level quality of film um, so with that being said I also had a chance to catch up on Ahsoka so season one episode four Fallen Jedi and the problems that I had with the last episode are kind of made up for in this episode to the point where it feels like episode three should have been mixed in with the first two episodes, adjust the time frame a little bit, and episode four should have been episode three. So we have, you know, lightsaber battles, the star map, um, Hera forming up a squadron, a squadron of X-Wings, um, and so it overall in general, um, the episode was good just because we have, you know, Sabine with a lightsaber. So think of that scene with Finn from The Force Awakens, but in the form of Sabine fighting the um, uh, the Sith or Dark Jedi apprentice or whatever. Um, and then, of course, the ending of the episode where we have... Um, 
um, Ahsoka going back to the worlds beyond worlds and the revelation that Ahsoka, or not Ahsoka, but Anakin is there and talking to her. So he wasn't expecting her to show up so soon or come back so soon as the cliffhanger to the episode. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to do for the next episode, how they're going to potentially tie in Anakin with Thrawn, which makes me wonder if they're going to bring in that story of how they were, how Thrawn and Anakin met up. Maybe Anakin knows where Thrawn is now um, because he put them, he put him there to keep him out of the way from from returning. So overall, it was a good build up to that. So we'll see. I'll, hopefully, I'll, we also get to see why Sabine decided to. What looks to me like she's pretending to um, go with the um, Night Sister and the Dark Jedi guy just to maybe get to Ezra to bring him back. And bringing him back is important. So. Um, all in all, a good episode, very suspenseful. We had, I liked the lightsaber fights, they were all good. I wasn't expecting um, an episode with battle bots, but that was a particularly good part of the episode. And then also we got to see the um, X-Wings back with uh, Hera, back to seeing Home 1. Um, also, it's one of those things where I like that they have that connection with the um mr kim from kim's convenience i always forget the guy's name but we got to see him so all in all for me a good episode so i want to see i can't wait to see what next week's episode brings us as far as um sabine going to the going down the hyperspace lane and then what happens between Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ahsoka and Anakin. Um, otherwise, I've also been catching up on, or continuing my rewatch of Stargate SG-1. So I've gotten through at seasons five and six. 
Um, nothing special here to talk about. We have a little bit more universe building, so we have the team going out, interacting with other cultures a little bit more. Um, we have the introduction of the X302 fighter, or the, the, the first uh, interstellar spacecraft, and then we have the X303, which is basically the first battle cruiser, the Prometheus. So I thought that was always, that's always a fun conversation when, um, Colonel O'Neill tells um, Major Carter that they rejected uh, his idea of calling it the Enterprise and then their conversation that the X-302 doesn't have phasers and then Carter makes a joke about activating the um, ejection system so things like that so we're basically now into more world building as far as humans going out meeting and creating ties with other cultures and peoples on other planets um, still dealing with the replicators a little bit so we have you know the time dilation machine that they help the Asgard uh, turn back on. Um, and then their double cross of the one um, replicator guy that's going to come back to bite them. And I, will, I forget if it was season seven or eight, definitely not in season six. So, we'll, But whenever that happens, we we're going to have that stuff happening. So all in all, good stuff. Um, as far as my favorite episode, I want to say it's Abyss. Um, just And that's the episode where... Colonel O'Neill is captured by Ball. He's he was with the Tok'ra for having a symbiote implanted in him. So I thought that was a particularly good episode as far as showing the pain that he's in, dealing with his human side wanting to go back for the um, for Ball's slave that helped him escape to begin with that the Tok'ra was in love with. Uh, Ball was good. Uh, this was before he got to be more of his over the top self, I guess. So this was probably his best. Um, episode aside from that one a couple seasons ago during the ghoul summit where they're they all are trying to decide what to do with anubis and they bring him back into the ghoul system wars um so he was fine in that one but i liked him better here just with his methodical way of torturing colonel o'neill and all of that for the episode um and then of course the surprise cameo that was in here was i didn't realize that grace park was in an episode of stargate sg1 so when i was watching that episode where they're doing the foothold situation i was i kept thinking like this looks a lot like a young grace park i couldn't quite place her so i finally looked at the um the information in the amazon prime app and turns out that was her so i thought that was a nice cameo and then a few episodes later, um, I didn't make note of the episode name, but um, there was a retrospective episode where Colonel or General Hammond decides to tell the other major superpowers of the Stargate program. And then we have the inner back and forth with him and Senator Kinsey as far as um, Kinsey still he's trying to take over the NID to take over the um, Stargate program and all of that. It looks like he's winning. And General Hammond pulls the ace in his sleeve, which he calls Thor to tell the other world leaders that while their um, uh, conversations and friendship with Earth does not depend on the current administration of the Stargate program, they would actually prefer it because they have that interaction. They're the ambassadors across the galaxy. They're doing a good job. And changing that now would cause more harm than good, basically. But... Between that and General Hammond saying, telling the other world leaders that they have to be ambassadors to the world, to the universe, not just each other and put their own petty squabbles 
um, ahead, like out there between each other and cause more problems in the universe. It was good to have that twofold with Hammond and Thor to counter what Kinsey was saying in Kinsey's quest for power and all that. So it's kind of putting your best foot forward and that it's not just about them, it's about other cultures and respecting their identity and beliefs and all of that stuff. So definitely good, a good episode there as well. Um, so with that being said, I'm now working, starting my way into season seven. So um, basically that's kind of where I'm at for that. Um, as far as the update for Brutal Wolfenstein 3D and my gameplay of that, I did have a chance to get through um, episode two, Operation Eisenfaust, and I'm probably saying that wrong, but essentially we have a doctor creating a uh, mutant army to try and take over the world that way. So you have to go through all these levels and, and into his laboratory to ultimately defeat him and take down that project. So overall, I actually liked this episode more than the last ep or episode one with the escape, just because this one, while it did feel like you were going through his lab laboratory and a lot of the levels might have been repeats, there was enough uniqueness in the brutal Wolfenstein recreation of it where it did feel like it was a little bit more speedier and a little bit more fun to go through, even though there were some levels that were very complex with different mazes and get e it was easy for me to get lost and stuff, but it was still a very interesting and intriguing episode whereas the last one was just it was generally repetitive until the very very end so i liked episode two quite a bit it did seem to move a lot smoother so you know going through the levels not to say they were easier but the mix between the mutant zombies the uh nazi officers and then that speedier white coat one and then you have a different bunch of scientists in there so all in all it was a very good um episode it makes me it made me enjoy it quite a bit, so I actually can't wait to go into the third episode and see how that goes and ultimately having to deal with um, Hitler and his four um, chain gun arms or whatever, so we'll see how that goes, but um, that's where I'm at right now. Overall, a good episode, uh, good level designs, except for that one, I think level seven or I think it was level six or seven with all the fog with the maze I got stuck in, so I had to mess with the color a little bit, but overall um a good presentation there so i'll say that i did have fun in that episode it was a good variety so i can't wait to see what the third episode brings if they're still going to have the mutants or if they're going to introduce another different kind of enemy to um take over from the mutants or things like that so that's all there is for this particular um episode so uh, like I said, I'll be continuing with the Brutal Wolfenstein gameplay, Stargate SG-1, and Ahsoka. Um, I don't know if I'll be watching any other movies this particular week. I think there was one or two that I were, that showed up on my radar that I do uh, potentially want to watch, but I have a note somewhere to take a look at the rental or see where it's streaming. Um, so if there's time, I'll probably watch something else like that and take a look. Um, and then just take it from there and review it when I have something else watched. But at least those three first three items I mentioned will be on the dock for next week with updates for where I'm at with that. So that is all for this particular episode. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, or anything like that, want to help support the show, subscribe and all of that, you can visit the website at headphonesneal.reviews. All the gameplay um, videos are posted up on the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash pateln01. And of course, uh, you can get early access to the podcast as well as an ad-free version of the episode at patreon.com slash pateln01. 
But that is all for this particular episode. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.